Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, I'd say you could smoke weed if you wanted to, though. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Let's We could get into it, dude. Into some ganja? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, don't break the streak, dude. No, into no into into just the podcast. Yeah, where we already are. This shit's cigarette. going, baby. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the voice of that surprise sober young man is Justin Clancy, hip hop artist, Boston, Massachusetts. What's up, folks? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. See, now Hello. you're like, oh shit, you didn't know. That's how I jump on him. I always took me like off that. guard. That's the best way to get the, the voice most natural. That surprised, fucking. Yeah, it keeps it natural, dude. Yeah, I Absolutely. thought you were about to want to smoke weed with me right now. You were like, yeah, we can get into that. No, no, I meant get into the podcast. Uh, no, yeah, no, that shocked me. I was like, damn, dude, this dude's did it to drop sobriety that quick for me. <laughs> I was impressed right away, dude. <laughs> well, I have I have some you know I know some family members and friends of mine who maybe they're sober from whatever the, their their issue was their right. particular thing, but they'll smoke weed or something doesn't affect them. And then some people who got to go all the way across the board. With yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Is that how you roll? Yeah. So me and Marcus were just talking about this walking over here. Shout out my man Marcus. Marcus. Over here. That's why it's uh, Mark with a C. Marcus. Mark. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus. Fucking, no, we were just talking about that. Like, yo, some people can get down like that. I just know that I can't, dude. Yeah. I was just telling him, like, you know, if I just put any substance in my body, like, I'm just going to, like, commit a, a crime immediately. <laughs> You're an all you know or nothing I mean? dude, huh? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but that that's probably, like, you know, it makes you kind of an extremist in a way, but that's also probably why you're putting all this uh, energy into your music. Dude. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can't do anything without doing it in excess. Dude. Yeah. You know, like, that's fucking everything in my life like That's tacos like we'll eat tacos the whole uh, LA trip. how many did you just eat at that one sitting well i like two of them i like the pastor i would have told you if i known it what you were going to do i would have told you no chicken my str- I, I always recommend up. people never eat chicken tacos period in, yeah in, in, in taco eating up, i think chicken sucks in a taco well you never know man like they could have some like real good chicken that's like seasoned well yeah. and spicy and shit but like this is fucking sketchy ass chicken yeah yeah or if it was chicken it sounds like a pop punk band yeah sketchy, sketchy ass chicken. nah sketchy chicken sketchy chicken the sketchy chicken there's dude. a bunch of those guys that perform in long beach probably yeah you know, like oh yeah bars. tons of like s- some sublime ass cover bands sketchy chickens now, now performing at Wonder Bar in oh Austin. God. Is that is, is Wonder Bar still around? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I always, whenever I go back home to Boston, it's like so so many things are different every time, and I just stopped. The last couple times I was home, like this summer, I stopped even wanting to go out and about. I just want to see my family and my friends because yeah. I don't want to get my heart broken and some other shits. Oh closed my down. God, bro! So they're moving Amazon out to Boston. The co- the company Amazon. Yes. So it's just gonna only further gentrify Where is the it, city. Where's uh, it gonna go? I think it's gonna go in the seaport. Oh, dude, are you serious? Something like that, oh, yeah. Fuck. But like, you, you know how they opened up like the new Boston neighborhood, hoping that it would help with gentrification. It it, it was um, it, I think it's the seaport actually. Yeah, which is technically really like South Boston in a way, but yeah, right, re- right, but rebranded it. exactly, and it literally did fucking nothing. It's just yeah. like more fucking rich. Yeah, implants. like I like, was there in uh end of August, man. One of the bands I was working for, Slayer and Lamb of God at the time, Slayer. and we they were playing at the Blue Hills. Pavilion right there, okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, after one of the shows one night, I took a bunch of the crew dudes from Slayer to hang out with me and my cousins, some of my homies and shit. And I, they were like, "Yo, is it like this right here?" I'm like, dude, this was never like this most of my childhood or growing up. And then it's like, just it's not an accurate representation of what Boston's like if you do right. only see that part. No, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, I, I I I live where it's not fully gentrified yet. Just yet, but it's it's starting to get there. So he's right around the corner. I'm right on the I'm right on the Revere Chelsea line. Oh yeah, I mean it's an inescapable 
thing that happens in all cities. Right. Man, it's just like a non. I stopped. I used to care a lot about it and complain a lot about it and be so heated about it. And uh, just I stopped because uh, it's just like fuck. Can't do anything about it's it. It's an inevitable thing, it's dude. Fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, it happens all all over. What can and will happen in the name of profit? Yeah, dude. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Could you coming up here like a goddamn rapper saying some poetic shit? <laughs> yeah, dude. I seen so I seen. I always like when 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 as you get older, dude. You don't check for as much younger music, and you, you especially when you're not an artist yourself. You're not as aware of other people in the scene that you right. might have been a part of in the same city. But then there's, there's a few people I know who I have respect for, and I always kind of like check things that they do and shit. So I seen that thing Chris wrote about you, and I already knew you and shit, but like I saw that and I was like, oh damn, this dude's like fucking doing his thing. And I, one of the old things about your story is like, you know, talking about, you know, getting clean and kind of straightening out. And, and I think, in, in, particularly in Massachusetts and Boston, you know, having such a, it's such like a real thing. It's so every other person, it's like, you know, it's a two degrees of separation kind of thing, you know, every, for sure, you know. Um, I don't know. That shit just like that. You you know you you made a point to like speak about it and shit and stuff like that and and kind of I don't know. I'm not. I don't like want to say you wear wear the badge on your sleeve per se, but you know you're upfront about it and <clears throat> all that. Well, I mean, and and like, dude, from that perspective, it's like a gift and a curse. It, I I look at it as like somewhat being a martyr. You know what I mean? Meaning like, what do you think you maybe like lose traction at the same time? No, I mean, it, as in like I put like everything out there dude like oh, i'm like yeah. there you know but like i never want to be like and like this is this is my thing man it's like i don't want to be like the fucking like recovery rapper well that's what i you was know gonna what I'm ask saying? you like it, it boxes me in to to, yeah. to an extent in which i can't expand artistically and creatively yeah. in ways that i want to because people are going to look at me like that so like in my music like i'll put like hints you know for the people that are like familiar yeah like if they get it, they get it. But aside from that, dude, it's like you know I don't want to fucking. I was gonna ask you is like, do you feel like? On it. Do you feel like there's like, I mean, you know, you put put something like that out there, it lets like journalists or writers be able to have these headlines. Yeah. But they can write a dope story about this artist doing these ill things and this reason, especially in reflection to like the opioid crisis that not only Boston has been at, we've had this, we started the fucking problem. And then right. Every other city in the state. But do you feel like yeah you get little tractions from that? But in the long run, like are you, or have you been trying to pull back for fear that that will box you in? So here's the thing: like, if you look at my music and without like hearing my story or anything like that, um, one would wouldn't really guess or know 100% that I was in recovery. But I mean, like, um, something like that is important while being an, an artist in the Boston music scene just because it's such it's such a problem that's extremely prevalent you yeah, know what i mean and it's your it, it was real it what did not not happen to you yeah, like you exactly, lived that shit, right? exactly. So why you should not not be able to talk about for it for sure and like you know this is something that i learned like real early on is that like you know anybody can so this is like a testament to long longevity like anybody can make a song in which you know it it, it sounds good this is dope you know it, it, it's cool to listen to but like there are there are very few people that can listen like make a make a a record that provokes some sort of thought or some sort of emotion in somebody you know what i'm saying and that is the shit that like really like gathers attention mm. and when they look and they do their research and they see that this artist has a story it just adds to it yeah. and that's just like for me like putting on my like consumer mentality yeah you know that's well i mean like I think, you know, they always talk about, like, the most successful artists are always the ones who are a little more business savvy than others. And 
and you know coming up when you're you're a young dude what are you 22 20 i just turned 23 23 okay jordan so there you go baby so i mean you're a young dude like you got the you know the the talent the hunger the energy and stuff and sometimes younger artists like aside from just relying on purely on other people like managers and shit they they you know have to adapt their business mind and things and shit right Uh, are you kind of like running your own thing right now yeah. you got a manager type dude behind you no so i i do everything myself man. there you go so like dang. every every everything and it's it's honestly it's the best fucking feeling in the world yeah nobody can take that from you that's nice like the dig thing nobody can take that shit from you nobody hooked you know? it up for you like nobody like yeah, yeah. i mean you got it chris like really went chris above Verone, and beyond from the he dig, he Boston. wrote a fucking fantastic article dude no doubt but like in the grand scheme of things like i went out and got this shit yeah. Like, on my own, dude. And, like, to be able to say that is, you know, it's great. But, um, you know, I'm starting to get to the point in my career where a little extra help would be yeah. nice, dude. There's a lot of shit to juggle. Because, like, there's, yeah, because as a result, there's more shit going on. Yeah. And then there are ways that I want to expand. But it's kind of hard to expand when I got to focus on the creative aspect, the business aspect, yeah. the money aspect. Because all the, all, everything that I've made is all me. I don't have any money behind me, dude. Like, I work for my money. I have a real, like, career, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, all the videos, me, all the promotion, me, you know, like, all the recording time, beats, everything, mixing, mastering, yeah, dude. I mean, it's yeah, it's expensive, man. People don't realize this. Hell it's, no. It's still expensive. And uh, I think, like, you just said something I, I've touched on uh, with other artists on here before is, like, You've got to be creative, right? Then you got to have the business mind. So it's like you're flipping between left brain, right brain. And that, for me, when I was an artist, uh, granted, I had a manager and people like that, but it was a struggle every time I wanted to step from the creative realm to the business realm because it right. was like I had to shut the other one off completely to do it. And then it was always hard to transition back over to get creative again and shit. Mm-hmm. Do you find that to be a challenge for you? So, I mean, the way I do it, it's like on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So, like, I'll record a song, and then I'll immediately have a marketing plan behind it by the time Young I... Young kids just got all the fucking ideas. You yeah, by the time so I leave the studio. So well, dude, it's it's a direct result of, like, working working with Brandon for so long, because, like, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, I interned... Tell them tell uh, who Brandon is. So, so Brandon Matthews know. is... Um, Bedlam. The main guy for Show Off Marketing. Show and, like, Off. He does a whole lot of marketing and promotion in the city, and yeah. he moves around. Oh, he, not just in the country, too. Yeah. He he's a serious dude, you know what I yeah. mean? He's um yeah. shout out Bedlam. Yeah. He he is definitely somebody to know. Mm-hmm. And like uh I'm like a sponge. You know, so I gathered a lot of information from dudes like him, from Soaking dudes like up. Dart Adams. Dart Adams is a, a fucking wealth of yeah, information Dart was just about on the podcast like last yeah, week. Yeah, last week. That's right. my dude. Like, yo, he knows fucking everything. Yeah, He's like the yeah. almanac, dude. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- human music encyclopedia. That's what I call him. For real. He Dart Tanaka. fucking knows everything. And like, you know, it's it's huge to have people like that in my corner where I can like just shoot him a text and ask him a question and and they'll be so willing to just like lend a hand, you yeah, know? It's yeah. it's amazing. But like so through working with Brandon and taking in like everything that he was doing and seeing how he moved, you know what I mean? Like I I worked under him and like interned for him from like 17 to like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's going on, dude. That's the way yeah. to do it. Was that when you were interning for him, were you doing already like you had you know, the ambitions to do Music, right? Do your rap thing. Uh, yeah, I was you, making music at the you are, time. Were you like pursuing? Like, were you releasing it and trying to play shows? Or were you just kind of like hustling yeah. and just recording shit behind the scenes? And yeah. So like, um, 
So yeah, you started nice and young. I was I, I was making music since I was like fucking eight years old, and like releasing it since I was like thirteen. You know Ooh. what I mean? So like I was really doing that shit. Like I when I was in fucking when I, I think I was like a freshman in high school, and I put out like a song about teen suicide and like that yeah, shit. Logic owes you some motherfucking royalties. <laughs> Yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> Fucking nah, but like, like I put that out and like that got like a, a shit ton of views. That's actually how I met Brandon because oh, you, shit. you know Wallace, you know Wally, Wally, which one? Wally, Wally Noguera. Nah, I don't know a few. You probably know him if you seen him. Maybe, yeah. But like, I'm um, getting old, dude. Smoked a lot of weed in my day. Yeah, monks. Oh, I feel so you. So my brain cells. Dude, I'm right there with you, bro. Uh. And it's been a while. <laughs> and I'm, I'm dude, he's so young. When you meet young dudes that are like clean as hell, I'm like, I'm like ten years older than you or more. And are more than that, if I do my math correctly. And, like, yeah, I'm still, like, a wild man. This dude's all clean, cut, and smart, and focused. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, dude, that's the way to be. And, like, I noticed that as well because, like, I saw it from, like, two different perspectives because I worked with Brandon when I was when I was strung out. <laughs> I was about to ask. I was like, yeah, that, that must yeah. have been the time period <laughs> when him. you were hurting. <laughs> yeah, I met him when I was strung out. Did he dude. know? No. <laughs> yeah, some people don't want to hire you if they know. You know, so no. you got to keep it. To, uh, you know, yeah. you put the shield on. I don't think he knew until I got honest with him. Because, like, I started interning for him, like, fresh out of, like, treatment. Like, I was at a halfway house. And, like, I just hit him up. And, like, I was honest. I was like, listen, man. I'm like, this is my situation. Like, I really want to get back into this. And I think I had, like, a month or two months clean. And, like, I already knew that, like, I wanted to go fucking yeah. hard with this shit, you know? Yeah. And that was, like, you felt like coming out of treatment. You needed some, or not, did you feel like you needed something else to just jump all into to keep you away from going back? Not necessarily, but I knew that it was, like, essential to have something in which I could, like, express myself. So, was the self-expression, was was that more powerful to keep you clean than than taking up idle time? Because I know, it's not, like, for me, even in, in, in other people, I know idle time leads to, fuck, man, wow, you might get into some trouble, you know? So did you feel like the, yeah. need, the need for self-expression was even more important than that to, like, keep you away from trouble? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, at the same time, like, okay, so from the outside looking in, like, for, from other people that are in recovery, like, where I was at, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, like, you know, they wanted to play it safe. Like, the halfway house, go to the meetings, like, get a little job at Dunkin' Donuts and, like, just, like, stay safe and, like, don't... That sounds like a Massachusetts work. fucking, like, classic story right fact, there, too. It's, like, don't go home. Like, don't go back to those people, places, and things. Yeah. Like, you know, stay away. And, like, I did the exact opposite and put everything on the line for this music shit, dude. Like, I would be, like, you know, a month clean, two months clean in these clubs, like, with these drinks oh, all yeah, around me. So and, tempting. you know, it's fucking funny, man. When, when you get sober, like, everyone wants to give you free shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking weird, bro. Everyone oh, wants man. to give you free drinks. Everybody free wants drugs, to give you free right. drugs. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because they know, because Misery Loves Comedy, people want you to Fact. party with them alone. Fact. Like, dude, I still like to party and stuff, and I'd rather party with other people. Although I do mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, I do enjoy getting down on my own alone sometimes. Yeah, for sure, but like here's the thing, like I don't down people for that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I have I have numerous homies that I'm super close with that that Are you able to hang out with other people that are getting fucked up? Yeah. Now, cuz you know like I I I know with like a lot of people in my family and friends that have gotten clean, some there's a, a certain period of time where they're not ready for that yet until they feel like strong enough to be around right. motherfuckers drinking or doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, bro, like I jump right into that. Nice. Like it's not you know because the way I see it it's like um like I I use differently than them yeah so like these people 
And like, dude, coming to that conclusion at nineteen fucking sucked. Yeah. Like, I you, you know hit what your I bottom mean? early, dude. Dude, you, you I got like down there quick. Yo, my God homies damn. were like just getting into college or like you know just graduating yeah. high school. You, you know, was just getting into some. And were you like, getting into some eighties. What was your What was your thing? Heroin. I was shooting dope. But dude. did you Did you take the classic process of? Uh, swallowing 80s to sniffing 80s to sniffing dope to shooting dope. So there weren't 80s. Um, uh, were they, this is my, too early, yeah, too late for. Yeah, this my time, generation, huh? like the 80s, were just yeah. were just leaving, and it was all 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 Percocet. Yeah, yeah. So the 30s. Yeah, the blue ones. Yeah, but like, um, what happened with me is like, you know, as a kid, like I would always dabble, dude. Like, um, always dabble. I mean, it's very easy where we're from in that whole Fact. area. It's just everywhere. It's just lurking around. Oh, the corner. of course. Like I'd be in gym class, and like you know, this this chick would like. Want to give me? Here's a handful of Vicodin. Yeah. Okay. You know, but um, it didn't really get bad until like I had a surgery and like I got prescribed. God, why is that the underlying word. thing? For word. That's the underlying I know, thing. Dude. Jesus. In adolescence. But like, dude, here's another. Here's another. You know, uh, line that I've drawn. It's between adolescence and medication, but like not medication that you think, like medication that they're being prescribed. Yeah, the shit they give you so, and they cut you off of. No, but I'm saying like think deeper than that, bro. Like. So think about it like this. Y- those kids that were prescribed like Ritalin and like um, Adderall and antidepressants and things of that nature, those same kids that were prescribed those medications at a young age wind up growing up and doing drugs. Yeah. I mean, that it, it makes sense because you're prepping their body for these chemicals. Absolutely. You and, know? and it teaches them, you know, <sighs> when they're, when they're children. It teaches them that, that you need a chemical to make yourself feel better. And, like, that's what yeah. I'm really trying to speak out about, uh, yeah. about. Like, really, like, trying to push that. Like, what was the... um The river runs fucking deep, homie. The surgery that you had, man, it, they... Like, I've had a couple friends and people I know who have had to... You know, they get prescribed oxys or whatever for right. the surgery. They take you off of it, and now you need them so much, and you go back on. What was the surgery for? Kidney stones. God damn. That's a brutal one. That's, that's not enough punishment as it is. Yo, that shit. That's fucking dude. yeah, oh, yeah. I don't God, even I dread talk that. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's skip. I don't want to think about it. My dick hurts right Yo, now. Yo, they put a stent in, in my in my Woo! dick hole. Woo! Yeah, my you want to talk about damaged dude, goods, nah. homie? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yo, no, I'm, I'm playing. Yo, my Yo. dick still works, ladies. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so. The, you're too young to know. Back in the day, for STD tests, not even back in the day, in the early 2000s, they that was the only way. In dick hole. It was like a, it was like a, a Q-tip. That was the only way to test Fuck for a few shit. different things. That my first STD test. That's what they did, and that shit hurt like fucking hell. So Yo, I, you don't safe play sex with was that. motivated easily. Yo, you don't play with that, man. So, no. so the surgery. What did they? What were the meds they gave you afterwards? Perks. Thirties. Fives. For how many? How Just many? Fives. How much? Like a month? Two months? It was like a month or two, but like I Fuck so I had day. already dabbled in opiates. Though. Oh, so you already so did. I already had a taste for it, uh. but I wasn't addicted. And then like next thing you know, they prescribed me the Percocets. Then next thing you know, I'm buying them off the street because my brain tricked me into thinking I was still in pain. Uh. Like. It's fucked up how your body lies to you, bro. Like, when, you, when you're on that shit. Yeah. Like, so my brain tricked me into thinking, and, like, all the pain is in the nuts. Oh, Yo, God that shit. Damn. Dude, it just feels like your nuts are getting chewed, like, by a dog all day. But, like, yo, I would be fine. There would be no kidney stones in my body. Like, nothing, right? It's mental. Like, but I would be on, I would be prescribed the Percocets. And, like, when I didn't have them, I felt pain. But it was really like I was dope sick. Yeah. But my body had tricked myself into thinking that like I was just in pain, like in my nuts. 
And then I started getting them off the street, and then I got like yeah. real life dope sick, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. I mean, dude!" Every all my friends uh, and family of people I know that got into dope, it came from from either oxy's or perks, and then it transitioned. Where, into it, yeah, you know, man. all and every then, you know, fucking financially, time. it makes so much sense, and it's also as like you said that when the, once the '80s left the streets, and and then the perks, and the perks got harder to find and shit, and. Dope is very easy to find, so it's just uh, that's how it happened. That everybody I know, and and sometimes it was. Did you have pain after your surgery had healed? Did it still hurt sometimes? That's what I'm saying. Like all, even like like six months down the line. Fact, yeah, one hundred percent. Because you know, I I had a, a friend of mine. He had um, Crohn's disease. You know, constant stomach pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sponsor he, has Crohn's. He started using dope for that. Because it was the only thing that made him feel good, you know, yeah. just to like get through the day. When Kurt Cobain, he doped, same thing with Kurt Cobain, himself, like on that though, you know, OD. Oh man, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, I mean, thank you, but you know, that's a, like a story. I'm sure you know a million, like just like it, you know. And he wasn't, he didn't want to get into opiates for anything other than the, it was like just the pain relief. He needed something, dude. Right. You know? It's a that's what it, a crazy thing is. Is it's been the pain reliever for a long time in the form of different things, you know. Um, and but now it's just so fucking strong, dude. The, the fentanyl is ten times stronger than dope. Now oh, dude, it's, it's not even. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yo, it's it's fucked up because people aren't even getting. They're just dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not even getting high no yeah, more. Like, and, and they're putting it in coke too. Oh yeah, dude. So I was talking about that with some people recently about in Massachusetts. It's going into the coke recently, and people were like, wait, wait, why would you cut that in the cocaine? Yeah. And I was like, yo, dudes are doing it because. I mean, it's fucking stupid. It's insane. No, dude. but if you look at it from a fucking drug dealer's point of view, that yeah, like you're that's murdering just your market. Stupid as fuck. People are coming to you to get up. You're, like, they yeah, don't you're murdering your market, and, and you're also attracting law enforcement. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's bad for business all the way around. It's a short dollar. You know, you're cutting your product so you can stretch it, but in the long run, not that you should, um, we're trying to promote drug dealing in the long run. No, right but like, dude, it, no, but it's it doesn't dumb. make sense. It, it doesn't. And like, dude, I'll say this, man. It's like. Everybody's so quick to blame, like, dope dealers and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm advocating for, like, dope dealers, you know? But at the same time, like, the that rush is just as addictive. Yeah. That lifestyle. People are oh, addicted dude. to the money. They're addicted to the lifestyle. And it's the river runs deeper, man. Yeah, like, what I was saying. Rush. The it's river so runs deep. deeper. It's not the fucking dealer's fault, dude. You know what I mean? There's a there's a demand for it yeah. now. Of course, like it's the dealer's fault if like he's a fucking shitbag, like yeah, putting literally hot shots out there, putting stuff. hot yeah. shots in the street. You know what I'm saying? But like, I can't stress enough. Like, you need to look at the the pediatricians and the way that uh, we are caring for our children and like their diets, dude. Like even down to the fucking diet, bro. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, my generation, like, that's the reason why it's so prevalent right now is because my generation is literally the generation that grew up medicated. Yeah. By All the way. everything, All the dude. Way. Oh, he has ADHD. Well, he's probably got bipolar too. Yep. He got bipolar and ADHD. We're going to we're going to fuck with his meds and we're going to give him several different kinds. Oh, yeah. And then they'll be on it for so long and they'll become an adult and they'll want to get off yeah, it. Customers for life, man. It, they got customers for exactly, life. Exactly, but yo, you try and get off it and that sets your whole fucking yeah, you serotonin off levels it. off and then I mean, getting off. In comes that shit the preconceived is, notion that you're fucking depressed. Obviously, you're depressed. Yeah. Your serotonin levels is a dry. fucking chemical imbalance, dude. You, you you really it's 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 so dangerous coming off a lot of that shit because of the way your body and your brain gets so used to it. Like I was on SSRIs and anti-depressants uh, for a long time. Me too. And the first time I tried to get off them, I was I, I went cold turkey. I didn't really know better. Yeah. And it got you wanted bad. to fucking die. It got really bad. It's suicidal and homicidal thoughts. Yeah. Cons and and attempts. And yeah. so then, you know, you get, I got back on it only to be able to wean myself off slowly. Right. And then when I did get off them, I had to use a lot of other, like, 
herbal and natural remedies plus tons of exercise and a healthier diet just to keep my endorphins going, keep my, yep. my fucking uh, serotonin intact and replenished. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always, dude, I always plug things like 5-HTP and shit on here, neurotropics like tryptophan and shit that help reintroduce serotonin to the brain. And yeah, I don't know what any of that shit so is. So, like, my, my, I had a family member who was uh, on dope, too, and I, I dealt with depression at the time, and they did, too, but they also dealt with more. And they, right. they hit me to 5-HTP, which is like a, a neurotropic vitamin-type thing, um, and it contains things like tryptophan and these other fucking, I wish I knew, magnesium and some other shit that basically kick the, kick the serotonin back into you. That's dope. So a lot of, uh, not only depressed people should take it, but then the kids are using drugs who would lose all their serotonin to the substances right. put me onto it. So even, you know, I'd be out there still partying. You do a night of blow and drinking alcohol and whatever, Molly or whatever. You wake up the next day, your shit is gone. You hate life. Oh, yeah. You, you take two or one or two 5-HTP, poof, you're feeling great. So I always plug that on here. I need Whoa. a fucking vitamin sponsor from one of these companies. Um, yeah, that's a real that that's that's, that's a, a good that's one. very important, man. And like that's still something that's that natural I deal too. With. That's that's yeah, the depression and, and like the um, no, but like I so I haven't been on medication like since I was fucking eighteen. You know good what for I mean, you, man? Good but for you, Justin. Like Clancy. like no medication, no nothing. But like um, it's like one of those things because like dude, I got prescribed um Ritalin and like Adderall and shit when I was like seven. Not eight. surprising. You know what I'm saying. And, like, you know, just to come from that, like, there's no fucking plateau, dude. Like, it's extreme highs or extreme lows. Mm. You feel me? Like, um, perfect example, like, you, you, you go up on stage, right? And it's the rush. And, like, the people yeah. are screaming, dude. And your serotonin levels are peaking. Nuts. They're fucking peaking, bro. And, like, you're going crazy up there. And you walk off stage. And you're like, oh, like, it's a high. You're you're riding that high. You go outside. You smoke a cigarette. Mm. You walk in the green room. You're all alone, dude. Dude, that's you know such what I'm a saying? like. I'm so glad you you brought this up because this is something I used to deal with as an artist myself, and I know, you know, a lot of artists deal with this. And it's the rush of of being on stage, right? For at least for me, and you know, you could vouch for this if true for you. Always exceeded any rush, any alcohol, drugs, or crimes I ever did gave me. Like there's performing on stage in front of. Whether it's ten people or a thousand people, it's it's fucking incredible, right? And if you have like a show two nights in a row or maybe a couple in a week, it's still awesome. But yeah, that like when I was done, like maybe when you get off stage, right? You, you're walking around the crowd, you're still feeling the energy. You want to stay there till the show's yeah, over. Yeah, you, you want to ride that. Done. Exactly, you want to ride, ride that. that rush. And then the next day, if you don't have more music shit to do, you're fucking down, dude. Yeah, it was like coming down off a drug, man. Crazy. Yeah, people don't really talk about that. It man. was it was really depressive when I stopped performing and doing music and kind of segueing into other things. I was really feeling the effects of depression for a while, and I kind of knew how to do with that, but I didn't want to think about it because it still made me sad. But that yeah. shit was fucking... That's a downer, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. But, like, um, you know, that's something that, that I'm I'm still learning to, to deal with. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you're young, dude. You got so many shows coming up, man. You got careers just starting to blossom and shit. Yeah, so. man. Thank you. That's going to be... So, uh, you got the album? You're doing, like, setting up, like, listening parties. Is the album a rap? Ready to go? Yeah. Like you got it all, you know your song selection, you have everything. That feels good. What's it? What's it yeah. called? No, can't tell me. No. No. Okay. Okay. Big secrets. Uh, no, this is the first I've I've like talked about it. I oh, try. Oh, okay. I, I don't try and let do. it out the, the cat out the bag. Well, I mean, Justin looked at me like, nah, dog, shaking his head, real like. All right, you know what? No, let's do <laughs> it's it. All right, it's no, all right, let's bro, do it. No, it's called it's, <laughs> it's called it's called the color blue. Okay. What's can we can we break that down? Yeah. So um, I have something called synthesia, and like when you hear. When you hear sounds, when you hear music, it resonates as color. Mm. So, like, um, when I hear something, like, I'll, I'll 
I'll I'll see something or I'll I'll feel like a color. You, it's hard to it's hard to explain for those that like uh, un- unless you really have it. Yeah. So the reason I call it the color blue is because um all of you too. I just thought that was a thing. Yeah, you have that's it a too? thing. I always pick the color when I hear Me too. Bro, like, like Pharrell has it, and like Kanye yeah. has it, and shit. Yeah, you, like, yeah, but like, um, <laughs> dude. So like, um, I named it the color blue because um, if you listen to all the songs and like you try and like envision a color, and you listen to it front and back, each song represents a different shade of blue. You uh, know, yeah. and like, there's there. There's so much duality to color blue because you think blue and you think sadness. Yeah. But also you think blue and you think like beautiful blue skies, sunny days. Oceans, yeah. So there's like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some yeah. serious duality like within that, that okay. just that color. So what I'm going to do is I'm, um, I'm going to do that and I'm going to market it as um, like you remember those flashcards when we were kids? Uh, you you being and a kid, uh, me being a kid, of different ages. Yeah, I'm, no, that's so true. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I, I feel like this is like a universal 80s. thing. It, it was like a a color word recognition exercise. So like you would see a flashcard and it would say something like yellow. Oh yeah, but yeah. But it yeah, would I be know, written okay. in a different okay. color, yeah, and they'd yeah. be like, "What color is yellow written in?" Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna market it like that. Like that's nothing cool. is gonna be blue. That's cool. I, nothing is gonna be blue. I, I dig it. Yeah, dude. It's like uh, Miles Davis has one of his one of my favorite jazz albums of all time, and his is uh, is called Kind of Blue. And obviously, people think of jazz music. A lot of people think it's like sad and kind of like, especially yeah. like a lot of jazz musicians were using a lot of dope back in the day right, too. And right. stuff. And it, I think even it has like a connotation like that. I think that's a a pretty all encompassing fitting title for the album. Yeah. No, dude. I'm I'm like. When uh, when are we looking at this thing coming out? That I can't say. Okay. TBD, right? Was that yeah. to be determined? Yes. Well, I don't even know what It's that. one of those things where, like, I really like, um, attention is definitely something that's really hard to keep nowadays. You mean, is an artist, like, keeping attention to the fans? No, but, like, when you have somebody's attention, or, like, you know, so if I were to make an announcement and say I'm dropping my album in three months. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or, like, no four or five it's months. It's all about that last minute It's going to be, like... Okay, I'll fucking forget, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if I say, "Yo, I have an album coming out in a month," That's and I'll true. set a drop date along with a music video with the drop date announcing it, yeah, then it's true. gonna really gather people's attention and keep following up and making moves on that wave. And then, boom! Next thing you know, album is out and they wrote it out with you. That's dope. That's smart. Yeah, very smart, dude. Very smart, young man. Oh. All right. Thank you, bro. Yeah, no, you sharp. You got your shit together, dude. I like it. I well, like that's it. that's the backing in fucking marketing and promotion, bro. Yeah. Like I learned so much. Listen, man, I used to fucking pass out CDs. Yeah, till you I probably feel my fingers. Out, you might have like because I had Bedlam promoted some of my shit back in the day. You I put up passed. your stickers. Oh, dude, you're the, the fucking man. The it's, Lazarus Texan. Yeah, you dude. Listen, I put up like ninety percent of those fucking stickers, bro. Oh shit. All Bedlam, of them shit. Bedlam promoted like my solo J the S albums back in the day. He does show off did some great work. And, I fucking I shout out Bedlam. Yeah, lot. he's a good dude. Now he's a dad. And yes, you don't got any kids, dude. No, thank God. Not man. that I know. You're a of. young, clean artist, man. You don't need any kids yet. Yeah, condoms, condoms, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. You just keep those Con- kids. <laughs> just stay fucking. Yeah, yeah. Wait for till sterile. you're like older, man. See, you got a blossoming music career. You're a young dude. You're clean. You're healthy. You don't want you know, to watch out for some, you know, some chick trying to get a kid with you, lock you down too uh, early, get a little man. Justin Clancy out of her. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody wants that, homie. Yeah, you know. I don't man. have tall jeans. They want to be with tall guys, and I can't, I can't. Yeah, alleged, well, yeah, some here. Yo, right let's go, dude. They're playing me on Jammin' right Jammin the fuck 94.5 now, dude. Jammin' 94.5 is a commercial radio station in Boston, the biggest in New England in general. 
Yo. And they're playing Justin Clancy right now. He's geeking I'm in the so chair. I'm so hyped, dog. Who's, uh, who's, who's playing it tonight? Who's on? I don't know who's e -double. on E-double. Yo, e -double. shout out E-double right the fuck e now. Hold up. Yo, I think Snapchats are coming in. A... He's geeking. He's very excited. Yeah, I'm geeking. You have no idea how fucking dude, hard I can I feel how excited you are right now. I... Look at it, dude. On GM94. Yeah, this dude is... Bro. Yo, that's a good feeling, right? That's a yo, good feeling, right? that dude. It feels good, dude. I like seeing the excitement in his face. When you, you when you get played on I'm commercial so radio stations, grateful, especially dog. in your hometown, there's this feeling that like so uh, many people I'm just so heard grateful. it, and it's it's awesome. Yo, you worked hard to get it. People don't understand, man. Like I used to fucking, I used to like dream of this shit, and I thought I was gonna die. Dude, dude. that was a great moment right there. It just <sighs> happened right now. Live. I know, I know. That was awesome. I know. I'm hyped. Dude. I was excited for this. Dude. I know, dude. I'm like shaking right now. <laughs> Yo, good thing you don't do drugs anymore, dude. This dude would have a seizure, dude. I don't have any Narcan in yeah. here, dude. You good? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Uh, dude that's what I do up here, bro. Trying I'm to Narcan me yeah, out of excitement, you. dude. I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> uh, I got oh, some, he's like, excited again. Chamomile, chamomile tea. tea. <laughs> we got some tea. <laughs> nah, dude, that's dope, man, because Jammin's a, is a big station oh for anybody who's not from the New England area. Bro, I've been listening to Jammin 94.5 since I was That's like the Hot 97 in New York. fucking baby, man. Whatever the L.A. version is. I don't even know what it is. Wow. That's dope. E Double is a, a good homie, man. He used to play my record. Shout out E Double, Worcester Mass. My mom's calling. Oh, dude, that's dope. <laughs> this is dope. Should this I take Should I take the mom phone call while I'm on a podcast? No, dude. You don't want to put her voice on. I don't no, know. She, she, don't. She'll want to talk for ten minutes, dude. I'm dude that's sorry, how they mom. always are. Yeah. That's the best thing about caller ID now is uh, you can be like, oh, I, I don't got twenty five minutes for my grandma. I love my grandma, but right now is a twenty five minute call, or like this is quick, you know. That's the best thing about caller ID, dude, is screening fucking calls. Oh, my God. Saves me, especially in the music game, too. Like, oh, I got to take this call. You know, I have to. I've been trying to get this guy on the line for fucking a week or nah, right. I don't this I don't there's no name attached to this number. This is a random fucking nine one seven number from New York. I'm not answering this shit. Yeah. It's important you leave a voicemail. Well, I gotta pick up the phone like always, always when I see the sketchy numbers. My job Why is Why do you pick up the sketchy numbers? So like my job, dude, like what I do is is I put people I put people in the in detox treatment, I help oh, them get off the oh, street and get nice. get them clean and shit nice, like that. Nice. So like people have my number. Okay, so you gotta yeah, yeah. So I gotta pick up like God. And like it sucks though because there there are so many fucking call lines and like telemarketers that have my number as a result, <laughs> dude. And it's like up. such an easy phone number. It's like like anybody can memorize it. So like they'll put it down for like random shit and it's crazy. Damn. I put my ex as my emergency contact at a gym once. Was she in oh. case I got hurt getting fucking ripped, dude? <laughs> So, so they this can. Dude's great. <laughs> that was a great one, dude. So they could call her and be like, "Yeah, your ex was doing some fucking sick chest pumps. Yeah, Hurt himself a little bit. That's a good one, dude. It's fucking I huge like that. now, dude. That's a fucking. I should have done that with all my exes. Duff made them emergency contacts <laughs> yeah. on shit where they would get called on it though. Like, <laughs> Justin Clancy got some good ideas for a young man. Yeah. I tell you what, man. I've been around this uh, world for what feels like centuries, and I'm not too impressed with a lot of. Young dude's ideas, but you have uh, you got some good shit. Here. <laughs> I, like, I like it. Dude. I'm a fucking weirdo, dude. I, nah, I like that. That's impressive, man. Shit, man. I so I mean, like you're you're riding, which feels like a pretty good high for you in, in recent yeah. music time, right? I mean, shit, you just had a great moment, right? Yeah, now. that was that was going. a milestone. Does it make you look back more on those dark times? And, like, do you ever look at like the the lowest low moments, like those one moments where like, yo, I can't believe I was ever in that moment, and I don't even know how the fuck I got out yeah. of that moment. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent, man, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I I gotta I gotta constantly like keep that in mind with everything I do. Keeps you balanced. It keeps me grateful. 
it keeps mm. me grateful because there are so many people I came up with and so many people that like I'm close with or was close with that are aren't around. They're dead. Gone. They're yeah, man. you know, as a direct result. And like people tend to forget where they came from and I feel as though, you know, that's why I keep it so upfront. That's why I talk about it. I'm so vocal about it. Is because like um a, it's important to tell your story because there are people out there not even struggling with addiction, but just, you know, wanting to overcome any adversities that are going on in their life. You know what I mean? It'll yeah. resonate differently with everybody. But it's important to talk about it for that reason and also because it keeps me grounded in my own recovery, dude. Yeah. You know? Reminds you. Reminds you of the progress you made. and Yeah, word. What was like, like, if you're comfortable sharing this, like... What was one of those low, like if you were to tell somebody else who maybe is in one of these low moments or someone who's just trying to overcome some other adversary that's not, you know, heroin addiction or oh, drug addiction, man. what was like one of the low moments where you can't even believe that you got out of that fucking, that, out of that moment, out of that spot? Probably, um, oh man, there's so many, dude. Like I've been around, bro. Yeah, that's why I I've been. I've been to jail. I've been to fucking numerous detoxes, like some places you really wouldn't want to fucking go, dude. Like. Just some really, like, sh fucking shitty situations. And I was just a kid, man. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19, like, Young just a dude. fucking child, bro. Like, um, ah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it gets it gets dark. Yeah. Dude, it gets, you, yeah, it gets real target. dark. Like, probably, like, um, probably, like, um, I was, like, speedballing in my neck at a Motel 6 mm. with, like, a hooker. Yeah, but like, but like, that's like light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it gets it gets Why dark. You, why'd bro. you go for your neck at that time? Cause it was it wasn't working anywhere else, bro. So you'd already maxed out everywhere else. Since yeah. Went, oh man. My hands were like boxing gloves, bro. And I was like fucking like seventeen, eighteen. You know what I mean? And like, um, I don't really go into depth about it that much, but um, it, it gets it it got extremely dark, like. Mm. You know, the the police were constantly, like, at my house, like, doing wellness checks. I think, like, um, you know, my father, like, uh, who who also, you know, has this disease and shit like that, like, fucking, uh, I think, like, a big moment was, like, um, you know, he's, a, he's in recovery, and they were trying to get me to go to detox, and, like, my mother and my father have been split up, like, my whole entire life, like, growing up, like, he wasn't really in the picture because of it, and, like, uh, everything like that. But um, I remember like he drove he drove to my mother's house because he knew I was there, like woke me up like I was so sick, dude, and like um dope sick yeah, and like um I was trying to run like get the fuck out of the house so like I could go hustle and get what I needed and um that he was like literally like like you know throwing me around and kicking the shit out of me which is like granted dude like I don't fucking blame him you know what I mean like what do you do, yeah. what do you do in that situation like uh. so like um he. I remember he was like holding me down and he was praying over me, like pin me down and like praying over me, dude. And like, um, I was saying like, fuck God, fuck God, fuck God. Like, I don't want to hear your bullshit. And he looks at me, he's like, is dope your God? And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. I'm like, like, holy fucking shit. Like when you're at, at that point in your life where like, um, the thing that r runs your life is uh powder in yeah. in a in a plastic bag you know like it runs your whole entire life everything you do revolves around that substance 
every single day. It's the first thing on your mind. It's the last thing on your mind when you yeah. fucking fall asleep, if you fall asleep. Yeah. You know? Um, over food, water, sex. Yeah. Um, you know, shelter, clothing. Uh, over everything, man. And, like, um, it was weird, dude, because, like, I came to that conclusion during an acid trip once. Yeah. Like, that's, um, that's a place where you reach all conclusions, man. Hallucinogens for it me. It was crazy. Like, Psychedelics. When I was strung out, like, I... Uh, I met this chick, right? And like, uh, <laughs> this fucking weird story, dude. Like, we, <laughs> yo, we wound that's up like. That's what this podcast's all about. Dude, feel free to share. So, this is good, man. This is good. Yo, you picked the right person for damaged goods, man. Yeah, perfect, so, dude. we took some, uh, took some acid. We took some acid, right? And like, I thought I could handle. Drops, tabs? Two tabs of white on white nice. acid. And I guess white on white is like extremely strong, dude. Yeah, that's some powerful shit. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't privy to this prior. Uh, was this so, your like, first time tripping acid? My second time. Uh, but, like, the first time I tripped, it was just, like, one tab. It was, like, almost microdosing. Yeah, it wasn't show, really show. In a lot. Like, it was just, like, um... But this was, like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> I met her because I, like, I like sold some coke to her friend or something. And, like, she was cute. Or, like, what I considered cute at the time, which, like, you know, doesn't say much. But, um... <laughs> so... So... We linked up, um, we were hanging out, and she was like, hey, I got some white-on-white acid. She was like, um, let's do it. Was she already doing blow? And no. Then, oh, okay, cool. No. I, I didn't know if she was mixing. No, but oh, okay. but the yeah, but the first time I did blow, I was on hallucinogens. Which hallucinogen? Mushrooms? Yeah, mushrooms. I don't like I don't like mixing blow and hallucinogens. I didn't know what I was doing yeah. anyways, dude, to begin yeah, with. It sorry. was fucking mess. <laughs> it was a mess, dude. It I, was, I got real snobby right there, drug snobby on that. No, dude, I don't blame you. I, <laughs> those things definitely don't yeah. mix. Like um yeah, but So uh, you take the the white on white two tabs Yeah, with so so she came over, right? And fucking uh it was just me and her. At my mother's house, like your mom's not home. Mom's out. Mom's sleeping. Oh, oh, okay. You know she's home. I mean? She's cashed out. My, my I, so I grew up with my mother and my grandmother, so they were both home and asleep. Nice. You know what I mean? So like, we <laughs> better to have an acid trip with a girl. Yo, we were just kicking it, right? Perfect we were straight setting. cool and like, you know, she takes two tabs, I take two tabs, oh, and I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, because like at this time, like I'm like a, you know, a seasoned fucking drug drug, drug yeah, addict yeah. you know what i, I mean take these little acid tabs yeah <laughs> exactly i'm like this is nothing dude i'm like this is fucking nothing right and then uh <laughs> and then like uh drugs are so crazy she she wants to watch silent hill oh dude you can't watch that shit when you're tripping man yo this bitch is crazy man fucking no crazy. it gets even worse it gets even worse man so she wants to watch silent hill and i'm like okay as soon as that fucking triangle head dude, I've never came seen on the, the movie. Screen. I just know it's like a horror movie. Well, for those who are listening, know about the triangle head dude. I was like, this is way too fucking much, right? We're shutting this off. Like, it, yes, fuck this, dude. Like the the sky was raining ashes in the movie. Jesus, I'm like, yo, fuck this. So long story short, we put something else on. We we start hooking up or whatever. There you go. She she's like looking up at me. She's like, I'm a sexual predator. She had braces. <laughs> you made her sound like she had braces. No, but like, dude, that's how she fucking talked, bro. That's so, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, and like it gets worse, bro. It yeah. gets way worse. So then, like, um, all of a sudden, like, we both get thrown into a fucking really, really bad trip, uh. really, really bad trip. And it, you know, it, when there's two people tripping on acid and no babysitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just on terrible oh, trips, man, you're gonna put like it quicksand gets, for the two years. It gets so fucking bad, dude. And like, um, all of a sudden, like, she discovered she had cancer. 
somehow while she was in my room, like God. fucking. So she's like, I need to go. I need to take these medications oh, and blah, man. blah, blah. And I'm tripping. I'm like, this bitch is fucking crazy. I'm like, she's fucking crazy, dude. She's going to fucking ruin your life. Like, what are you doing? And then she wanted to leave my room. And by this time, dude, it was already like eight in the morning. So like the sun is like shining. It's, it's you know, and she's like, look how beautiful it is outside. She was like, we need to leave the room. And I'm like, no. And then she shows me Ugh. like a picture of like these sloths. Ugh. They're like baby sloths. And um, they're dressed up like 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 human babies. Oh, that's crazy. And I lost my fucking <laughs> mind. Bro, I lost my fucking mind, dude. And like she's like, we need to fucking leave and get me out of the room. And then she starts thinking that I'm, I'm kidnapping her. And I'm like, all right, this is all bad. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to drive her home, dude. And like. Whatever. But getting back to like me coming to that conclusion yeah, yeah. about like my whole life revolving around around that drug is because I, I so I had to drop her off or whatever. And like um like my addiction was so strong that like I was in the strongest fucking acid trip of my whole entire life, but I still knew that like I needed dope. Yeah, you know that just speaks to how powerful the fucking the brown boy is, mm-hmm. man. That shit grabbed a hold of you, for real, man. And Fuck. like I fucking even in a fucking psychedelic trip, yeah. that shit got you. Yep. And like I went to to the dealer, and like you know, they handed me the bag, and I looked at the bag, and I'm like, this is r- ruling your whole fucking existence. I'm like, this is your whole life. Yeah, that's I'm like, God. you're giving, you yeah, exactly. I was, it's like you're you're giving your whole life away for this one little thing, you know. And like, I always had the spark in me to like make music, man. And like, I would go to these studios all fucked up, you know. And like, I would really try, bro. And like, you know, like I would be in like these detoxes and 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 you know places like that, like rapping for people and like showing them like my fucking shattered dreams, bro. And like, they would all tell me that like I could amount to more, you know. Like, uh, they would be like old like you know older people dude like and they'd be like kid you need to stop because you can actually fucking do something with your life and like the whole time i thought that they were full of shit and that like i was worth absolutely nothing like i was doomed to fail like you know what i mean and like when i first got clean dude like my highest grade completed was 10th grade i was looking at two and a half years in middleton like i had fucking nothing but like a trash bag full of clothes and like you know a little little bit of hope and like then I fucking opened up for Cassidy in Rhode Island, dude, and fucking, yeah. it was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, like for real. Fuck you know? yeah, dude. Like, Justin fucking Clancy, dude. Like I had to, dude. That's like, a good story. Right that's there. it, man. Like you know, there's there's so much more to it. Like shit like that, like with the jamming thing, bro. Like I'm so fucking hype over that right uh, now, no, bro. Dude. Like I used to like, like I used to like have these like big dreams of like being on the radio and like. I would like um I would like steal my mother's car and like be yeah. all fucked up and like park somewhere and like be nodding out with like <laughs> the, the 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 radio oh, playing man. in the background yeah. you know and I'd be like one day like you know one day if I if I figure this shit out like I'll get on there I just got chills bro like for real like that's, like one day if I figure this shit cool. out like I'll be able to fucking like get on there dude Oh man, I'm glad to hear that you, you know, fucking you're super duper clean and focused man. You got your shit popping dude. You get the album coming man. I'm, I really appreciate you just coming on here and, and, and sharing and opening up like that, man. For I sure. think it's, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, I got deep. Shit, I don't man. really go into detail I mean, like dude, that. Dude, that's what we try to do on here and still be able I like to like, look at it and keep it, like, not like funny per se, but 
just not make it so serious so people would tune out on it. We want, I want people to be able to hear the stories that you shared and see where, where? You're, people where you're at now and shit, man. That was real powerful. And we, I just thank you, man. Uh, yeah, man. Psyched, man. We we excited. We we know we're gonna get a one month update when the album's on the way, man. But we hype, man. You wanna um shout anything? You wanna plug anything out on here, man? We'll be back. Um, I mean, shout out to everybody listening. If you if you never heard of me before, uh, go on like Spotify, Justin Clancy. YouTube, Facebook, uh, the whole nine, the right? whole nine, yeah, yeah, man, go, go uh, Apple, fucking shit, everything, yeah, and um, yeah, don't don't do yeah, acid, uh, don't do too much acid, yeah, man. don't do acid, don't with, do too uh, much acid, yeah, with don't crazy do acid bitches. alone.